and welcome to the Coach for Tutors podcast, where we grow your tutoring business with each episode. My name is Michael Gibbon, the host of the Coach for Tutors podcast and the founder of Coach for Tutors. At Coach for Tutors, we work with private tutors and tutor company owners to help them launch and scale their tutoring practices. Today, we are joined by Amy Seely and Mike Bergen, who will be talking with us today about the future of test prep and testing. So Amy and Michael, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having us. Always a pleasure to speak with you. Well, thank you. So a little bit about Amy and a little bit about Mike. Uh, so Amy Seely is formerly a certified secondary education teacher. Amy is the founder of Seely Test Pros. She is also a co-host of Tests and the Rest College Admissions Industry Podcast, which discusses the latest issues in testing, admissions, learning, and education with leading experts. Amy is a co-founder of the National Test Preparation Association and a member of its inaugural board of directors. She has presented at national test preparation conferences and is a contributor to the Test Prep Tribe, a national collaboration of test prep professionals. Thank you so much and welcome, Amy. Thank you. For Mike, after over 25 years of intensive experience in every aspect of standardized test preparation, Mike Bergen knows what works in test prep and what doesn't. A nationally recognized leader in test prep, Mike founded Chariot Learning in 2009 to deliver on the promise of what truly transformative individualized education can and should be. Mike is proud to be the founding president of the board of directors of the National Test Prep Association. Mike is also the co-host of Tests and the Rest, the college admissions industry podcast. Lastly, Mike is the co-author of the Amazon Best seller, Crash and Learn, Lessons in Business. Welcome, Mike. Thank you, Michael. Well, thank you, Amy and Mike. This was a ton of experience, and I'm sure our listeners look forward to hearing from you about the benefits of, of test prep and the future of testing, what to look out for. So if you could tell us more about uh, what's the current status of test prep right now? So I guess if we're going to look at the status of test prep, meaning what is the status of the industry? I mean, obviously, test prep itself is an enduring practice that has eternal, timeless value. If you have a test, you have to prepare for it. Nothing's changed in that regard. Uh, what is the status of the test prep industry? Well, Amy, would you agree with me that things are looking pretty rosy right now? Yeah, people are realizing how even more important the value of testing is in this kind of COVID, hopefully post-COVID world, right? Where we're looking at students who may have been limited in, in what they were learning or picking up or how their education grew over COVID. So now being able to assess where they are, where are some of those gaps? I think testing has never been more important since students need to be prepared and ready for college has never been more important than it is right now. In terms of like, I guess the SAT, that was recent development going digital. Is that correct? It will be going digital. It won't be going digital in the United States for a couple of years. It'll be going digital internationally next year. That's one of many changes. And, you know, when we talk about testing, uh, admissions testing in particular, there's a wide suite of uh, tests that we look at from the ones for high school uh, entrance, for college entrance like the SAT and ACT, all of the graduate school options from law and business and medicine. Many of them have already gone digital on the grad level. And College Board is working on pushing the SAT into the digital age, the ACT is actually administered on computer internationally and in certain locations in the United States during school-based testing. Yeah. When you talk about the idea of computer-based testing, we actually are not talking about something that's new. It's just obviously if SAT, because a lot of schools for school day testing, at least in the States, are currently giving SATs 
and ACTs in a computer format. I think what is the new feature that College Board really just announced is this idea of there will be some adaptive nature to its new test that's going to be launched um, starting with the class of 2025. So that is something that is new in the the college admission space is an adaptable test, which just simply means that students, how students perform in one section of the test will determine what questions they're provided in that next subsequent section, which means you got to hopefully do well in the first section to get better questions, to get a better score in the second section. Okay. And is that how it has always been with the, the first section? That's where you really need to excel and then, or is this new? I mean, in terms of computer testing, um, the idea of adaptation, um, has been around for a while with um, like the GRE many years ago had a computer adaptive test and still still does. Um, but as far as within the college admission space, the notion of an adaptive test is something new, um, which provides some opportunities for students, um, probably the primary of which is the test is going to be much shorter. Students will have not have to sit for as long um, going from about a three hour test to a two hour test. Um, and also too, with the idea of taking a test on a computer, that means students will be able to access their scores much sooner, which if we're talking about college missions timelines, that can be very helpful in the fall when you're trying to meet those application deadlines and have scores um, in a timely manner. Well, that's wonderful, Amy. Uh, Mike, is there anything else you'd like to add to that? No, I, Amy really covered the advantages of the digital test well. A lot of us as adults kind of recoil from that idea of taking a test as important as an SAT or ACT on a computer when we are used to paper and pencil work. However, teens today are digital natives and they are finding that they like working on computer. There are advantages and disadvantages. And, you know, this is yet another instance where having test prep professionals prepare students families, schools, and communities for changes in the test will accrue great advantage for them and allow students to uh, adapt quickly to the new format, the new content, whatever comes our way. We're, Amy and I are watching all of this very closely, and we've been following ACT's adventures in computer-based testing. And we'll do the same for College Board, and that's just part and parcel of the responsibility of being a test prep professional. And I want to add anecdotally, you know, we do a lot of high school admissions entrance work. And for the first time ever in the last year, starting with some students last summer, we were seeing students struggling to do a paper test. The notion of a Scantron and a bubble sheet, um, we actually tend to take way more time to explain what that was. And Mike, you don't even know, a week ago, we gave another one of those tests. And it was, it was a struggle because they were actually trying to explain to students like, this is a bubble sheet. This is what you do with it. So, um, I mean, the future of testing is coming, this idea of computers. And interestingly, I think for those of us like Mike and I who've been in the industry for a while, we forget that that these students now, these kids coming up along the pike, they're digital natives. And so honestly, I think we are more afraid of a computer-based test than they are actually. <laughs> and is that what you're finding as well with like among um, other, other test prep tutors, like uh, that there's this... Um... Uh, not maybe a fear of the adjustment or there's a bit of resistance to the adjustment from the bubble sheets? So there's a couple of things. Like there's the concern as uh, the owner of a business that might have to retrench 
with new tools and technology. There's also that experience of being uh, a test taker yourself. And Amy and I work, you know, one of the (laughs) many things that are part of our portfolio is we work with educators around the country and we prepare them to implement ACT lessons and standards in their classrooms. And, you know, over the last 18 months, part of that training has involved these individuals taking a full computer-based section of whatever test they're studying, the ACT science, ACT English, anything like that. And adults cannot stand computer-based testing. None of us like it. It takes longer for us. We have a lot of tools and strategies that we implement for paper and pencil that don't transfer well to the computer. However, we've also spoken to a number of colleagues that have students who take lots of digital tests and they say, those students say that they don't ever want to go back to paper and pencil. Once you get used to it, you know, your, your paradigm shifts and you say, this is how I work best. So very often, and I think that whenever it comes to testing, adults love to project their fears onto students and imagine that things are, provoke as much anxiety or uncertainty for teens or children as they do for adults. But a lot of the kids today, they're just going to roll with it. And they see this as a change that was a long time coming. And I want to reiterate what Mike's saying. One of our colleagues in India who has been prepping students for uh, computer tests for a few years now, um, she sort of purports, you know, the idea that if you make your students afraid to take a computer-based test, you're going to instill fear, but there's nothing to fear. That's been her experience because her students are all taking them on a computer. So there's sort of like words of wisdom for all of us is like, oh, you know, if we, how we project, how we feel about our test to our students may become a part of their experience. So making sure that we can reassure them, calm them and tell them like, you can still succeed on these computer-based tests. There's, you have nothing to fear. And what's interesting is previously for computer-based tests, at least in the college admission space, there was, it was more of like a one-time thing. You might take a computer-based test in school and then all subsequent tests, like on a Saturday admission, you know, administration would always be paper. The difference we're seeing now is the college board is saying hundred percent unequivocally, all of your college board SAT, PSATs will be in the computer format and the ACT for the most part, you're taking it on a paper. So they, the notion of choice, if you have a choice, then of course that becomes a different conversation. If you don't have a choice, then of course you're like, okay, embrace it, move forward and learn what you can learn about this new format. And how, uh, Amy and Mike, how do you navigate um, if there is that uh, choice available between you know, the, the older model and this, uh, this, uh, addition, this other model, the digital model, how do you approach that with your students? So we're not there yet. And the digital SAT is a glimmer in College Board's eye right now, and they will be rolling it out over the next year. And that's when we will have an opportunity to make a fact-based determination on what we're going to advise students. I would just say that as long as test prep professionals and tutors pay attention to the changes, follow the progress, they'll be in a good position to make the right recommendation. I don't want to project what we're going to say. If the college board executes effectively, this should be a seamless transition for, you know, in the past when there have been changes. Of course, a lot of students got their test scores in early, (laughs) even, you know, even if they weren't 
as ready as they could have been, they wanted to make sure that they locked in a test score in a known format. But at the end of the day, I think it really comes down to when families and students are making determinations about testing is coming up with the right timeline for them. For us, I think we find ourselves in an interesting place of I'm not worried about it in the sense of like, been there, done that. We've, we've witnessed test, you know, changes, tests, uh, you know, kind of innovation. And, and so you kind of buckle up. And like Mike said, some people make some decisions about possibly testing earlier, testing on an older format. Um, but the idea of test prep for computers based tests and test prep for adaptive tests have been around for a while. And so it's just a matter of bringing those skills, those techniques, those strategies to a new market, which is our, our high school or market of college admissions. I think it's going to be really important for individuals that are new to this field to work with those with more experience and take uh, take some lessons from experience because there are definitely ways to make a transition to a new test format or structure successful. But there are also ways to blow it if you are not well informed. The cautious note I would say is if someone listening to this episode were thinking, I'm going to launch my business into test prep and I'm going to launch it into, you know, SATs and PSATs tomorrow. Um, they want to be careful going 100% all in right now, just because there, there's going to be a transition period. And right now, College Board is assuring us that the material being tested is not going to change. It's the modality. So just they just want to be aware that, you know, in the next year and a half, they will have to transition as all of us will. Um, and that will, you know, we'll, we'll all acclimate together. That's a great point. Definitely about acclimating together. And uh, yeah, I was actually just about to ask about for new tutors to the test prep scene, and you answered it perfectly, just that we just, you know, take your time, observe, you know, learn from other people and make that transition with everybody and do your research. And this is where I'm going to put in our plug for, um, you know, the organization that Mike and I helped co-found, which is the National Test Prep Association, which is this amazing organization collaboration of test prep professionals. It is the national, but we do have international members. And it's been a wonderful thing to see these professionals, you know, colleagues sharing information, helping one another. So to be fair, this is the first test transition Mike and I have come witness to that we weren't doing it on our own, right? That's, <laughs> and it makes a huge difference. And, you know, something interesting about the fact that Amy and I are so steeped in test prep training and professional development, either as trainers ourselves or as students, is that there has never been access to so much high quality coaching, both just on the concept of being a tutor, you understand this well, Michael, because mm -hmm. you offered these uh, this support as well, um, but also test prep specific uh, factors, you know, every aspect of running an enterprise, every aspect of working with students, all the different tests. It, we have a really rich environment right now where we're all learning and people who are novices, people who are just are listening and just starting out, they're 
their journey as a tutor or a test prep professional might think, oh, there's so much to learn, but I'm going to get to a place and I'm going to have it all figured out. And just want to tell you that's that's not the case because Amy and I, you know, we get involved in all of this stuff because we're learning constantly. <laughs> we're always refining our craft and that accrues to the benefit of our students and uh, to our colleagues, our staff, you know, the people that we employ because this is teaching. And again, Michael, I know we don't need to tell you this. Teaching is a craft. It's an art. And whether you're teaching basic subject matter, you're teaching uh, test material, teaching strategies, whatever they are, the better you get, the better your students do. I love that. The better we get, the better our students do, because it is a lifelong learning profession. Absolutely. Well, Amy, Mike, thank you so much for being here today on the podcast. It's been so informative. Is there other ways that uh, people can find you and... uh... Uh, there's really a lot of ways. Amy and I are all <laughs> over the airwaves. Uh, you can find us jointly at the Tess and the Rest podcast. And listeners probably know when you were on our podcast, Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's the college admissions industry podcast. We talk about testing and learning and education and admissions. And that's testandtherest.com. Um, you can find us at the National Test Prep Association nationaltestprep.org, which is the only nonprofit organization devoted to advocating for the uh, ethical and effective use and administration of standardized tests. You can find me at chariotlearning.com or at uh, testflip. You can find me at sealytestpros.com or just amyamy at sealytestpros.com. Perfect. Thank you so much, Amy. Thank you so much, Mike. We'll definitely put all those links uh, up with your podcast for our listeners. And uh, thank you so much, listeners, for tuning in today. And as always, make it a great day. Mm-hmm.